Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the roll of a 20-sided die. I am Jordan. And I'm Cody. Cody, I'm always tense. I know. I know that. I know oh, that about geez. you. Why do... I was about to have a real moment where I was like, why do I always do this to myself? But no, we're going to go straight into this. How are you doing, man? <laughs> um, I am... I'm okay. Why are okay. you so okay? What's up? Well, I mean, we didn't record last week because I worked very late. Oh, that yeah, was yeah. stressful. Really? And then this week, it's like, I don't know what to do with myself. You know, it's like I had one really good week, week of work where I did a lot of things. And now I'm just like back to waiting for stuff to happen. I wait a lot. There's a lot of waiting in my job sometimes. Just depends. Anyways, how are you? I'm fine. I'm getting over having the stomach flu. Yeah, you told me about that. That <laughs> sounds horrible. Yeah, no, I like the stomach flu because it's only a two-day thing. Like, only, like, it's two days, and then you're back to normal. But those two days are absolute hell on earth. Yeah. Where I'm not going to get into that. too many details, but there was a time when, like, my insides were completely emptied out. I was like my my stomach was completely emptied. There was nothing in it. All I ate the first day of being sick was a can of soup. The entire day was just one can of soup. Yum. The second day was two cans of soup. <laughs> it's like it didn't get much better. It, it, it like I'm fine. Like I'm completely fine now. Three days out, but like those first two days are rough. It's like just moving. It's like I was afraid I was just gonna throw up everywhere. So I just laid No, down I know. In bed. When you get a stomach bug like that, man, it okay, so this is a funny story. This oh, is a no. cute story. Okay. Um so Stomach bug, cute. This is a cute story. It is. So um one of my friends who had a baby, you know, a while back, um like around the same time I did, I think both of us like around Christmas got like a really bad stomach bug. Something was going around, you know, whatever. And um we were talking to her about it later, and she was like, it was legitimately worse than giving birth. <laughs> she oh was God. like, it was so bad because it just, it's like, you know, when I was having contractions, it was like a contraction would come in and then it would go away. This was just bad. Yeah, it you're was just, just constantly, you, I felt like the first day when well, it, I felt it coming on, I felt like I was going to explode. Yeah, yeah, it's bad, right? Like, like, like it's really terrible. So bloated and just like. It just nothing has anywhere to go, and I just felt like if you touched me, I was just gonna like pop. <laughs> but then another one of my friends was like, "Yeah, but you had a really easy birth, so you know." Yeah, because <laughs> that's like, a thing. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, because easy birth is a thing that happens. Yeah, so now it's kind of a running joke that every time she brings something up, I'm like, yeah, but I mean, your birth wasn't. Yeah, you give birth Caitlin? Wasn't that bad. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I love yeah, how I can just guess who these who's well, I mean because you have four friends and I can always guess which of the four well, it it's, is. I only have two other friends that have given birth. Well, oh, yeah. I guess you know my wife and two other people that really I speak. Well, I mean, to but ever, is your so. wife your friend or is it just your wife? I mean, both. We don't have to get into. <laughs> we don't have to get into that. You'll say something. Well, no, I mean, I'm not like being creepy. I would say Mandy is my friend and my wife. What am I, Cody? What am I to you? Yeah, you're my friend. Oh, he's like, you didn't have to answer that. I was just joking. You're it, not my wife, friend. I'm know? glad. I did, would not want to be married to you. No offense, Cody. That's it has, hurtful. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with I don't want to be married to you. It's, it's still feeling personal, but I can move past it. No, no. Let me talk more about how I don't ever want to marry you. <laughs> I was um, kidding. Anyways, what have you been up to, man? Okay, so you want to talk about the one thing worth talking about? So, well, we already did that last episode, so what? No, no, there's something else. And and it's it's fair to note that um, my wife is in the background on her computer messing Stardew? around. 
Huh? No, she's she's like drawing or. You know, oh, no, like, I was asking if the thing you were talking about was Stardew. No, 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 it's not. No, but um, there's this book that I read called uh, "The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet." Oh, that sounds cool. And I think Mandy has probably heard me talk about it about seventy-five were you talking times. Talking about this on your stream of Morrowind. Probably I okay. was because yes. I, I did not hear the first part. I only heard like the second part of this. But anyways, continue. But. It is a very, very, very good science fiction book. Well, that's good. Um, for what it was doing, I would say it is near perfect. Um, like, you know how sometimes a, a game or a book sets out to kind of do one very particular thing, and it just nails that one thing so well? Yeah. That's that's what this book was. Like, it did not have any filler. There was no fluff. It didn't try to do a lot of big things. It had one idea, which is... We are going to make this very cozy book about the crew of a spaceship that forms a family, and that's what the whole book is going to be. It's just going to be all of these characters being friends and loving each other. And that's what the book did, and it just didn't do anything else. <laughs> it's like... Uh, so it never felt like the vast amount of other books that do that exact same thing? Like, it didn't feel old or overdone? No, because it just cut out all the parts that are not that. Oh, like basically okay, so ninety percent. Ninety percent of the book was characters talking about caring about each other. The other ten percent was descriptions of food. Um, <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, they were going on a mission in space. But the so I guess like the first thing that drew me in was it did a great job of making a family that felt like a family. Good job, Good. nailed I, it. I do like that. Um, and then the second thing it did well was both for um. So the aliens that were in the world, there were like a lot of aliens, you know, I liked them because both in description and in like their culture. So physically and in their culture, they were not clumsy metaphors of something that exists. So yeah. it wasn't like an OK, so this is just a real thing that happened in Star Trek Enterprise um, or the next generation. Sorry, Star Trek Next Generation. The first season of that shows real rough. At one point, they go to a planet that is is and i mean this is not me bringing something to it this is legitimately what the show did they just went to space africa where there were space africans and those space africans were savages that killed each other okay and I'm like, well we talked about this on side characters a little bit um that happens a lot where you just go to a place that's basically africa and all the characters there are savages especially in yep. sci-fi because sci-fi is all well space sci-fi is all about colonialism and and yeah, yeah. It's kind of so, awful. It was nice that there was never that moment where I was like, oh, because like that is an example of one of those metaphors done horribly. It was really offensive. Like what? it was offensive then, you know, because it's like really like that was made in like the 90s. And I'm like, this would not have been commonplace in the 90s. And now in 2020, it's even worse, you know, yeah. like not that like racism is ever acceptable, but you can understand that at times it was more common in discourse. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but so this book didn't have any of that. The aliens, both in their description and in their cultures were very unique and they were interesting and they all had their own problems and their own strengths. Um, but they were not just like, Oh, and this is the part where we want to talk about like, 
LGBT rights, so we made an alien race of them. Like, they never did that. Like, well, that's nice. I'm glad they, they didn't. The, the, like, right, because those it always feels like really clumsy and really like shoehorned. What you mean to say really it's always obvious. bad? <laughs> Usually it's bad. Like, and the reason is that it always ends up sounding preachy. So what this book did really well is that it showed people with very different cultures and very different outlooks learning about each other, being interested in each other, and then like getting along despite the fact that there were things that could cause friction so like they didn't ignore the fact that there were cultural differences between everyone on the crew they all talked about each other's cultures and interacted with them in a way that was helpful or interested or positive you know what i mean like so they didn't just go like oh we're gonna pretend like there's not a reptile person on the ship or not treat them any differently like no like the reptile person on the ship had to behave differently and had to function differently, but the rest of the crew did not dislike her for that or pretend like it wasn't happening. They were interested and wanted to learn about her and like find out about her culture and what it means and how to interact in a way that was not considered offensive or anything. So it's like, it's actually like a really positive way to look at people from different cultures. Like you can talk about it and ask and learn and not be being and not be rude. Does that make sense? Yep. So I loved that, that it was not lazy about the way, oh, but then that can be a good example that you can apply to your life. So you don't get this like ham-fisted thing where it's like, this is how you should think about this issue. It's like, oh, this is how I should think about any time cultures interact with each other. This is a positive way to do it for any of them. It's non-specific. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. So in that way, I thought it was a very excellent book. Okay. That's cool. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm glad that you didn't have your usual critiques or you talked about weird books like the one we talked about yesterday, your dolphin love book. That's that's this is the book that made me quit on a book about someone falling in love with a dolphin. Yeah, I can't. We can't talk about this book on the show. We just yeah, can't. no, we shouldn't. It's not a good book. <laughs> and I would much rather spend uh, more time talking about this other book. That's good. Have you been into anything else recently or is that pretty much all? That's really all I would say that's worth noting. So I'm going to go through my stuff quick because every time I talk about my stuff for a long time, you just zone out and start looking at other stuff, Cody. <laughs> I do that the whole time you're talking. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not just when you're talking about what you've been doing. Um, But first, I watched Parasite. Parasite was really good. It definitely deserved the Oscar. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see it's, it. I'm it's looking forward to really it. good. I watched it on the plane down to New Orleans to visit our dear friends um, in... New Orleans, wow, yeah, for Mardi Gras. Um, but, yeah, no, what's it called? Parasite, yeah, sorry, that's what I was talking about. Parasite was really good. You're already zoned out. It's great. <laughs> Parasite was really good. I think every, everybody should give it a try. I'm not going to, like, say too much about it. But it's, um, yeah, a family pretty much gets into a long con with another family, and it's really, really good. Um, the other thing I watched was Terminator Dark Fate. That's the one that confuses me. Like, it I was just want to know plane. why. It was, okay, so it was Parasite, The Joker, Terminator, or Jojo Rabbit. It's like, I want to sit down and watch Jojo Rabbit on, like, a big screen so I can actually enjoy it. So that's yeah. out. The Joker's like, I'm not too interested in watching it right now, like, by myself while I'm playing. And, like, again, want to watch Have you it. seen Joker yet? No. 
That's why okay. I would. That's why it was one of the choices for things I wanted to watch. I don't watch things twice on a plane. That's fair enough. I just want to talk to you about that movie because I have thoughts. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll watch it soon so we can talk about it. Did you like it? We'll talk about it then. I have okay, thoughts. Okay, <laughs> I'll watch it the next time we do World Show, which is going to be like 20 weeks from now. Thanks, Cody. Uh, we'll just talk about something. Um, or I could just j- jump on one of your uh, stream discords and talk to you about <laughs> it. But, um, yeah, no, I... So Terminator Dark Fate, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It wasn't great. It was just... It was a movie that happened. There were actors in it, and it was fine. I didn't even watch Terminator Genesis or Geni- whatever it's called. I didn't watch that. Wait, is it not Genesis? Well, it's not spelled how Genesis should be spelled. So I've heard people oh. pronounce it Genesis before. So oh, gosh. No, it's I not, didn't even it's not spelled Genesis. There's like a Y in there. Is there? Oh, man, I didn't even realize. Oh, my God. I can't even spell Terminator right, right now. Terminator... Gen, yeah, it's G E N I S Y S. Genesis. Oh, I think it's Genesis. Genesis. Just to be fancy. Yeah, but people pronounce it differently for no reason. I never saw that one. I think the last Terminator I had seen was of um, Terminator Salvation or whatever, the Christian Bale one. Man, I don't even think I've seen that one. I just it's, stopped after Terminator Three. They're all bad. Okay, yeah. I didn't even really like the first one. Okay. Okay, now. Look, man, it's it's fine. It's not the everybody pumps it up to be this amazing movie. It's not. I, you know, I just don't know why you come on this show and just attack me. Like I'm not attacking you. I'm attacking the Terminator, which is a bad idea because Arnold Schwarzenegger is huge. Even now that he's like a hundred years old, he still could tear me in half. You know, I don't think he would take the time to come to your house and rip you limb from limb. Well, if I went down to Columbus when he's there for the term uh not terminator the arnold classic he would probably kill me then is that a thing yes why would i just make up something out of nowhere he has like the bodybuilder like um convention thing the arnold classic down there every year in columbus i wouldn't just make something stupid up like that seems very specific for me just to make up it does but i just didn't know it was a thing and i'm Um, shocked but yeah no terminator dark fate was fine and that's all i'll give you it just it was fine it was Honestly, it might have been a waste of time. It I feel really like dumb. it's one of those things that kind of does what it says on the box, you know? It's yeah, like, it's an action movie where you have mild time travel rules. It was dumb. Really? Old man Arnold's going to shoot up some stuff? Like Again. Well, it's like, how was he All still? right. <laughs> but, yeah, so that that happened, and it was fine. And I don't even think it was the same Arnold from Terminator, Terminator, Terminator Genesis. I don't even think it was the same Arnold, I think it was a no, different No, you know he Terminator. was, like, mass-produced, right? Yeah, but, like, that's the thing. It wasn't even the same robot that came. But, like, it was old man Terminator who's, like, now a good guy. But this is a different old man Terminator who's also now a good guy. It's really dumb. And also, in this, the term um, Skynet doesn't exist anymore because they stopped that tragedy from happening. Now it's a well, different can- evil robot company making oh. Terminators. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, it's I all guess, dumb! Like- I don't it's stupid, think, Cody! I don't think it's ever been the same Terminator between any of the movies. Well, like, it's always been a new Terminator. But he was good in some of it, and I thought the whole thing was, like, good Terminator stuck around and didn't go back no, to No, no. So in Terminator 1, they kill Terminator. Yes, that's fine. Um, yeah. And what? In Three, Terminator 2, that's the first good Terminator. And what it is, is in the future, they just captured... One of the billion Terminator T one. Okay, Cody. T-100s. It doesn't matter. I don't actually care. 
No, but he the good the first good Terminator dies at the end of Terminator Two, yeah. and then the next good Terminator dies at the end of Terminator Three. So oh, they yeah, always he does die they always die three. Yeah, and like he, he might usually die. does like a heroic sacrifice. Hey Cody, you know? well, sorry, spoiler. Following the trend, he dies at the end of this one. Yeah, I mean that's like expected. He's a robot. He's expendable. Okay, Cody, but shut up. He's a mass-produced clone. I, a, I saw it coming from the beginning because as soon as they brought in Old Man Arnold, it's like he's dying in the end. But it, well, it's it was also because he's died in every other movie. He's it been was. In. Can I just can I finish talking? I don't interrupt you. Just tell you what you're supposed to believe about your stuff. Okay. <laughs> it was fine. I shouldn't have brought up this stupid movie. That was just angry. Um, and then when I was sick, I watched. All of like 20 minutes of Sicario Day of the Soldado, which is just Day of the Soldier. Just call it Day of the Soldier. Oh my god. Don't know what that is. It's it's a Mexican drug cartel movie where it's like the CIA or whoever's oh. trying to yeah, it was fine. I fell asleep through all of the action and just saw the intro and the ending. Because I was sick as heck and pretty much died. And then I watched oh, I finally finished the manga I started, Tokyo Ghoul. It was fine. Wow, a lot of a lot of lackluster praise. It, it, in this it one. was it was one of the ones where it's like if I had if it was completed and I had read it in middle and high school, I probably would have loved it. But I cut my hand when I picked it up because it was so edgy. <laughs> it was just like yeah. such like teenager edge and angst. And it's like oh, my, it's like I'm fine reading this, but it was so much edge. And I was like, okay, whatever. It's so like I enjoyed I what I read. You. What? Can I tell you something that that I feel that way about? What? Don't roll your eyes at me. Well, you're going to be mad. What? Last time I watched Full Metal Alchemist, I was like, "Yeesh, I'm not in high school anymore." <laughs> I still like Brother I I still like Brotherhood. It's still one of my tops and I It's good. I, but it does occasionally have a little bit of edge yeah, to it. Yeah, and that's just cuz it has anime edge. All yeah. anime is going to have some sort of edge to it. But yeah, and then I watched the final thing I watched. It like I actually thought this was really good, but I watched I'm not okay with this on Netflix, which just came out. Oh yeah, how was that? It was good. I actually really enjoyed it. It's really, co- I love all coming of age stories. I just love them I all. Definitely thought it was gonna suck and was gonna not watch it. Um, it has the female lead from it, the part yeah. one, and then it has the guy who plays Stanley from it, part one, and of course they have great on-screen chemistry because you know they were in a whole movie together and are probably just like hey yeah you guys were great together just they're probably actually friends in real life i would hope i guess i think for me it kind of felt like um hey you know how it was popular can we just keep making it so that way we can keep using these actors you yeah know? i mean it kind of has that in it but like i i thought it was a good interest it's interesting coming of age and then it's based off a graphic novel i skimmed through the graphic novel the graphic novel sucks <laughs> it's pretty freaking bad i don't like it has very basic art style like the art is very very basic and do you I not just, like that generally are you like not a fan of the really like simplistic kind of line art comics um, now, I'll have to show you here. I'll send you a picture of the art really quick just to show you how basic this art was. I sometimes like that. Like, I sometimes like when it's not overdone, I guess. it was. I guess it was like almost Sunday morning cartoon style of art. Yeah, but I just didn't like how basic the art style was. Huh. That's interesting. I, I am now a little bit interested. Yeah, but, but the and then it just ends like really weird and horribly. But like and then yeah, so I watched it. I thought it was really good. And yeah, it's only 
What I appreciated because I'm someone who doesn't have enough time to sit down. Well, I keep myself stressed out, so I don't have enough time to sit down and watch things. I appreciated how the episodes were 20 to 30 minutes long each. They oh, weren't, really? They weren't they were? 40. Yeah, they weren't 40 minute episodes. They are all about 20 minutes. And that makes it very watchable. So the whole show itself was only like two and a half hours. I might have to give that a shot then. Yeah, it was it was a very quick watch for me. And yeah, I finished it. Yet, like I started yesterday. I finished it yesterday. And now I don't have to watch it. Anyways, well, Cody, I talked to him. Well, we both talked too much. <sighs> As usual, what was last week, Cody? What was the last time we did this? You should know because whoa. Diana talked to us about this. Uh, was that? wasn't Dinosaur World, was no. it? No. Stories. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. It was when we did stories and I did the one. Yeah, you did Robot World without any robots. Which it's like, yep. that's the point. It's like, no, you just wanted to do Farm World, and you had nothing to do with Robot World, period. There was there nothing. There was one reference to There was being one robots. reference to the world they were in. But that was the point of my Robot yes, World. Yes, I know, Cody. I don't care. The presence of good enough automation would just mean you don't have to ever deal with it. So having robots running around wouldn't make any sense. You're Anyways. really upset. I I'm can not see ups- it on your face. <laughs> I'm not upset, Cody. I'm not upset. You look upset. You pointing it out just makes me more upset. You know that, right? You're like rubbing your face. Because I always You're rub like- my face. It's one of my nervous tics. It's one of your exasperated It's one of my nervous tics is. is to rub my beard and rub my left eye. Mm-hmm. Feels like you do that a lot when I annoy you. Yes, because it's a nervous tic. You make me anxious. You also start yelling usually. Because you make me anxious, Cody. Because you make me anxious. I understand that. Okay, so are you good? So what, Cody, is this week? Um, This week was... Well, I'm actually a little bit confused. So did we roll a very convoluted world? Yes. And we just decided you should do a simple world? Yeah, because I said that I always do convoluted. You agreed. So we said we should switch it up and have me do a very simple world. Right. So that's what it is this week. So Cody... convoluted and simple. Convoluted world, I will tell you before I call your world a yellow card 50 times, what does convoluted mean? I have to look up the definition again. Convoluted, extremely complex and difficult to follow. My world might be difficult to follow. Which are all of my worlds, and I think like a handful of your worlds. Yeah, I mean, that There was that right. one esoteric world where I didn't get and you kept like talking down to me the whole time and I was so mad. <laughs> well, actually, this is how it was like, no, it doesn't. I don't remember which one you're I'll talking ha- about. Diana will get to it, but I, like I'm extremely angry the whole entire time. She'll she'll bring it up on the chat, and then we can talk about that. Anyways, and I only mentioned her because she's the only one who actively tells me that she wa- uh, listens to each episode. So you don't get special treatment; you just listen a lot. Anyways, <laughs> Cody, I feel like she gets special treatment because she's been on like four episodes. Been on three. Um. Anyways, Cody, roll initiative. You don't have your. I already you. did. What is? Oh my god, what did you roll? I rolled a three. I rolled a one. Wow, I'm going first? Yep, you are. I did not think that was going Neither to happen. Neither did I, but I just freaking killed a one. Okay. Um. All right, you ready? Yeah, whatever. Uh. Wow. Such, such unhappiness at the notion that you might have to listen to me tell you about my nice creative world. I legitimately don't like you well i think you'll like this world i don't i just don't like you but i think you'll like this world though i feel like you might i kind of wrote it for you in a way you know just because it is a little freaking world cody okay okay (laughs) stop vamping you're the one who's reading why are you vamping (laughs) 
Because <laughs> I'm trying to prep you for... Anyway, Just read the story... This is the story of the great obfuscation told by Arch Quizzical of the Second Prime City. Okay, you're not even trying to be convoluted. You're just trying to put big words in so I get annoyed. I'm not trying. Just let me do my The thing. obfuscation of the... I told you. Let me just... I literally just forgot what the other words were. That's why it's like I just don't even care. It's the story of the great obfuscation told by the Arch Quizzical of the Second Prime City. In the beginning, there was one, but one is never true. We are fractured and fragmented things, so then is divinity. In the beginning, there was one. The one divine created all that there is, and it was very boring. Nothing moved or changed. It was, per- it was a perfect still image. And the one was not satisfied. Seeing the one's work, the one's interest began to divide. The one thought of the waters and of the trees and of the lizards and the mammals. But then the one also thought of the lakes, the rivers and streams and oceans. The one's thoughts began to continue to split and fractal and spread until the one broke. This was the great obfuscation. God, I hate you. (laughs) When the world began to spin and swirl and move, it was a miracle, and it was a curse. The world began to move towards chaos as the one's many parts went to war. The continent split apart, and each continent with its own god And everything began to change. The world creaked and rolled and began to spin. Waters began to move and stir. The gods of the water would go to war with the gods of the wind and air. Massive storms covered the earth, each god desiring to have power over the other. For you see, like us, we all desire to be one again. The Divine One did not mean to break, but... The one did, and now we are all broken, seeking to reunite with war. These are the obfuscated days. Even us quizzicals have no solid answers. We make, oh, we may ask the right questions today, but when one god overpowers another, the world will change. What we know will change. Our world is chaos, and we must ride out the storm as well as we are able. All right. Okay, really quick, I will say, uh-huh. so, struggle with talking to people sometimes, I'm always afraid is I'm going to come off like I'm stupid, especially because uh-huh. there has been times in my life when I have said things stupid, and people's like, oh yeah, you're so dumb, you don't know anything. I had to look up what obfuscate meant, because I didn't know. It's a, it's a, it's a college, it's it's an SAT word, you know, it's fine. You're about to say it's a college level word? I went to college, you bastard. No, but you know what I mean, like, it's a <laughs> you were, word that you use in a paper. I went to college, I am educated, you dick. No, but, th- like, saying no, it's no, a college th- don't insult me like that. The other day, I actually got really mad at you on stream really quick. The other day, because I got a riddle right before you. It's like, oh, now I feel stupid because Jordan got this right before I did. It's like, oh, you feel stupid when I do something right. Okay. When I'm, I'm slightly smarter than you in a riddle, you feel stupid and Jordan, lesser. it took you four minutes to solve that riddle. It took, it took you took 25 minutes. 25 minutes. <laughs> to solve a two-line riddle. 
It and was I'll very it hard for the me. Show. Anyways, obfuscate means to render obscure, unclear, or unintelligible. Yes. I did not know that. Anyways, oh, okay. talk yeah. about your world. Okay, so, the great obfuscation. God. This is the way that they tell their creation story, the quizzicals do. Um, in reality, like, it's pretty accurate, but, you know, there's, like, yeah. cl- colorful language. So... In reality, what happened was the act of the, so the one being this divine power that created everything, when they spread out their mind over everything, it cracked and fractured into a bunch of different, you could say demigods that were all infinitely small. So every single thing had its own deity associated with it after the one's mind broke apart. Okay. And then... So that is what um, that was kind of like the big bang happening on this planet. So if it was like this perfect pristine square of exactly right land and water, that's when it just all split apart into islands, volcanoes erupted, everything was destroyed and began to like it became like a primordial planet, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you look at way old Earth when it was like continents were shifting and volcanoes were erupting, you know, that's what it was like. It was in its early stages of developing as a planet. And the way people in this society talk about that is as God's going to war. So this planet went through all the same things that a planet normally would. It's just when these people look at that, the way they view that is like the god of this volcano went to war with the god of this volcano and one of them won, you know, and that is now, you know, these gods trying to form back into one is by them all destroying each other. Okay. Um, so at that was way early in history, right? Where the world was shifting and forming as, as they see it, gods were going to war and creating the planet. Now things have settled out. So, you know, if there used to be an infinite number of gods, there are now like a known number of them that are ruling over these different areas. Yeah. So these quizzicals will be dramatic in their language. Like, Oh, all of physics could rewrite itself. If two gods go to war and kill each other, that's really just not true anymore. Like it used to be, but really now things have leveled out and stuff's a lot more normal. Yeah. But there was a time when that would have been true. So now it's just kind of colorful language. Okay. But that is the geography of this world. It was once a fractured and tempestuous place that has finally started to calm down. Do you have to use big words? And yeah, I mean, yeah, you told me to make a okay. convoluted world. Convoluted doesn't mean big words. First of all, is this how you feel every week when you listen to me? Maybe. <laughs> I did kind of write this as a satirical parody of your oh, world. It gets up. more mean later. Come on, dude. Why do you have to be mean about everything? Well, Second- look, all right. Second of all, you at the beginning before recording, I asked if you actually wrote convoluted. You said, oh, I don't think it's that complicated when I gave the definition. That was extremely complicated, Cody. (laughs) That first section is extremely complicated. Well, good, because it only gets worse from here. (laughs) Yeah. How do you not think it was that complicated? Anyways, third, the last thing, you have till the end of the show to guess what this riddle is. You can't look it up, guys. No, not you, Cody. Everybody else. And tweet at me at worldshop 20 how long it took you to solve this riddle. Um, But here's the riddle Cody took 25 minutes to solve. A man is at work, but he's afraid to go home because the man in the mask is there. Who is the man in the mask? And pretty much just what is the situation? That is the riddle. 
No, that's the riddle. But the point of it is you can only ask yes or no. Oh, yeah. You can only ask yes or no questions. You can tweet at me yes or no questions and I will I will answer them. I will answer every single one. I know I'm bad at answering tweets, but I will answer every single one. A man is afraid to get home because there is a man in a mask waiting for him. Who was the man in the mask? What is the situation? It took Cody 25 minutes to solve this. It took me four minutes to figure it out because, and even with some of Cody's questions, I figured it out. And he was just off the grid the whole time. Anyways, my world, this is the shortest world I've ever written. It's barely three pages. Actually, single space is probably only two pages. Let's double check that right now before I'm lying to you guys. Single spaced, it is... Oh, yeah, it's two in like a, eh, I would say an eighth page. But yeah, so here's my world. Um, So yeah, write a simplistic world is a is not a prompt. It's like, it's no guidance whatsoever. So I just went through the worlds that we have on the list of ones we've done, and I just picked an actual topic and decided to make that simplistic. So this first part comes from Sheriff Kane. Everyone will talk about their hometown with pride and reverence, but really, there is very little that is special about the town of Lawrence. Of course, we have the oddities, but those are few and far between. Lawrence is a small farming town in Midwest America, and like most farming towns in the Midwest, it is pretty spread out between the farms. Some houses are even miles apart. Of course, there is a small suburb area with a close-knit community and a small downtown area with a few activities going on here and there. The younger generations complain about how boring this place is, but there are things to do. We have a community theater and intramural sports throughout, and the local farmer's market is the hit of the town during the summers, with many people coming from out of town to enjoy. I talk way too fast. We're going to slow it down. If you want to watch a movie, I am sure someone will be projecting a movie against their garage at night. These kinds of things are open to all. It's a small enough community where most people know each other and everyone is generally friendly. We are small enough so as far as schools go, we only have three. An elementary, a middle, and a high school. Our high school, Lawrence High, is home to our sports team, the Lawrence Hound Dogs. All the kids go to the school unless you are rich enough to travel miles out to a private school in another town. Lawrence's sports rivals are pretty far away from town, so the teams travel quite a bit. But it is a good school with good teachers and a very good program. They have a football field, a track, and a swimming pool, so if you are a teen, you have plenty of activities to do in school. I was supposed to do a slight accent for this. It's non-existent right now. The school isn't high-ranking or anything, but it's good enough for the community. Other than the school, a few farms, and the downtown, Lawrence has a few other points of interest. There's Hyde Park, where we hold a lot of intramural sports, Simeon's Nature Trail that goes by the abandoned quarry, and right outside of town is the large turbine farm. Like I said, there's very little that is special about Lawrence. We don't have a beach. There are no lakes and streams, no mountains or hiking trails, no celebrities are born here, nothing special. Just a boring town stuck in the middle of nowhere Midwest. But I am fine with that. It's a good place to grow up, nice and quiet. Usually nothing to get all riled up about. Usually. And that's my first part. Small, sweet, you understand it. Non-complex. What topic did you do? Or are you going to tell me at the end? You'll figure it out in the next session. Okay. 
Like okay. it's it's not a secret, but like I just don't need to tell you because you're gonna figure it out. Gotcha. All right. I did farming for, world. Oh wait, no, that was robots. Sorry, I messed up. I didn't pick a topic. You ready? I pulled for a Cody, section? guys. Flora and fauna. You ready? Yes, Cody. This is the fable of the god of the deers in Largar. See now, children, even before us that ask questions, we're here the gods did battle. Here is the story of the god of the deers. Yenyet was their name. Truly a mighty warrior, Yenyet killed all the other gods of all the other deer, until there was only one god of the deer. This is as we all are. We all desire your unity, but such an effort of will was made by Yenyet. And who now remembers the names of all those other gods they killed? And who even now prays to Yenyet? Not I or thee, because the story of Yenyet is a tragedy. Did not mean to rhyme. It sounds silly. Yenyet was strong and happy, and the deer were all united as one herd. They ate, and they mated, and they lived in peace, and grew more prosperous. But then they grew too much. Clay Guy, god of the bears, and... I hate you because you're clearly just making fun of me. <laughs> yeah. You're clearly just, it's not even, you're not even making a convoluted world. You're making a world where you just make fun of me the whole time. God of the trees with an odd number of, God of the trees with an odd number of branches did not like all the deer living as one. They saw an opportunity to become greater gods. So one day, as Yen Yet was with their herd grazing, the bears came down, and all the odd number branches fell like spears, and Yen Yet was killed. To this day, the deer are killed by bear, and the bears rule the forest, and trees with odd branches never... With an odd number of branches never have scratch marks on them from the deer, for they too are greater than the deer. But remember Clay Guy and Wick Flixie were killed okay, in their time as well. I don't have really complicated names. You're just being a dick now. Uh, that's not the only complicated names in this. You're just being a dick now. I don't do that. You're the worst. Never be were killed in their times as well. Never be certain of which of the thousand gods is stronger, for power in this world breaks and forms and shifts. Tomorrow, gravity might get killed by the winds and we all might begin to fly! All right. Cody, remember in the chat when I said, like, the warning signs in any type of relationship is someone says, like, they're going to kill you. You need to get out. Hey, Cody, uh -huh. I'm going to kill yeah. you. This <laughs> is... <laughs> I'm going to murder your ass. Look, I never down. make up names ever in any of my stories. I just call everyone Tim or like You Doug. don't, though. You literally don't. What do you mean? You always make up names. No, I don't. No, oh my gosh, I do not. Generally, my character's names are like Brittany and Steve. They're ha or they're I'm just gonna, real names. Okay, from I'm going like to talk to anybody listening. Please find me some examples because I can't go through all the episodes. Find me examples where Cody came up with names because I know for a fact he doesn't. Um, Hagor or whatever, your barbarian from the freaking barbarian wizard episode. That was a name you made up. Yeah, it's two barbarian names put together. I don't even. Agoth it's or something. It's just Hagrid. Yeah, that's just. Hey, you still. Just. 
Scooter it's World. It's just mashing so together mad. two different Barbarian names. Cody, I am so mad. My I blood just pressure. Hagrid every time I do this put stupid goth show, on the end of my it. blood pressure shoots up. I'm going to die of a freaking heart attack because of you. All right, look, I just wanted to make up a world where I made fun names up for all of my deities, and there's a lot of them, so that's what I did. You're and so salty about with, Dragon World, aren't you? With, with Wick Flicky, Klaga, and um, um, what was the other one? Yen Yet, which Yen Yet is actually a fairly decent name for a deity. I'm actually pretty happy with that one. Um, the reason I made wick flicks wick flickley's name so weird is they are the god of a very weird specific thing which is the god of trees with an odd number of branches which is to say not even number of branches so if a tree has like 39 branches that would be wick flickley's tree um but anyway so the point of this section is to indicate how evolution kind of happens within these gods warring out so the hierarchy of creatures it wasn't always just that creatures would go extinct if their god was killed um but that would sometimes happen um it depends if the other god was incorporated or killed so in this case deer still exist they just get eaten by bears now because the god of the bears killed the god of the deers um but that's true for the deer as well like the deer that became predominant whatever species of deer that is was the deer whose god killed all the other deer gods. That's cool. Does that make sense? Yeah. You just look angry still. You have, like, <laughs> rage. Fine. First of all, I'm fine. Second of all, remember when I said I was going to be nice to you in this show? Yeah, that's, and you're that's like out the freaking window. And you're, like, barely able to do that right now. Yeah, I can't. Because okay. you're clearly, like, you're you're making fun of me. <laughs> I'm not exact. I mean, just the names. None of the rest of this is making fun of yeah. you. The names are... You stole my style. Just completely. Just like you're making a mockery of what I am as a person. How did I steal your style? My st- only thing I'm good at is writing too much. Okay. Well, you know what? You... Who put this topic on the list? All right? Who I did, did that? I shouldn't have ever rolled it. Anyways. Oh, wait, no. I Anyways. didn't roll it. I rolled wild card and then I picked it because I talked to you. But Flora and Fauna... But as far as Flora and Fauna goes now, currently... There really aren't inner god wars amongst flora and fauna anymore. That is to say, um, those, all of those fights reduce the number of gods because they're all trying to work their way back to there being one god. Um, so, as history progresses, the amount of like inner species fighting or the amount that like the hierarchies of species change is slowing down. So the current like church or religious establishment, which I called the quizzicals, they want to like play up like, oh, this is still happening all the time. And it's really not like at this point, animals have basically reached a like stationary way of being in each of their little areas. So, yeah, that's my flora and fauna. Cool. It's a great floor of fauna. I'm glad you did it. I'm just mad that you picked this topic and now you're mad because I'm not I wrote- mad about the topic. I'm mad because with the names, you are clearly making fun of me. The names are making fun yeah, of you. You're a clearly bit, yeah. making fun of me with the names. The rest of it is fine. I'm fine with it. Like I'm not I'm not mad. I just like uh, of course, of course. You took you take your chance to make a shot at me. Sorry, you whatever. You took your chance to take a shot at me. There we go. I did do that. Yeah, because yeah. you, you you do that. You, you do that. Anyways, we need to finish this episode. It's late. So, Flora Fauna. Also, I 
have this character as Sheriff Kane, and I just want you to know that I always imagine my Sheriff characters as just being Jeff Bridges for some reason. It's That's My Sheriff is just always Jeff Bridges. I don't know why. I can't get out of that. Hey, no judgment. I, I like Jeff Bridges. He's great. Oh, I like Jeff Bridges, Unless he's too. done something horrifying that he's not great, but I like Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be woke, man. <laughs> just saying, you're treating every celebrity like Schrodinger's cat. They're... <laughs> Until we know they haven't done anything horrible, they are both awesome and not awesome. Yeah, right. I I, I do like him. I like him a lot. He's great. But if he's, I'm kidding. He's great. He's just great. Period. All right, my world, Flora, quote unquote, Flora Fauna. Well, I guess you didn't come all the way out here to write an article just about some farms or the Lawrence Hound Dogs. I'm guessing you came for more of the interesting story, the oddities, oddities or OTs for short. Yep. Yeah, just the letter O and the letter T. It's kind of a phonetic thing. It don't really mean nothing. Well, an oddity isn't quite a superpower as some rumors would have you believe. It's just a spark or something that sets people apart. But not everybody has one. Pretty much 1 in 25 people around Lawrence will be born with one. 1 to 25, sorry. But like I said, an OT isn't necessarily a superpower. You won't see anyone lifting cars or shooting lasers out of their eyes. Nothing of that sort. I guess some of our more known OTs are things like Carl Jansen, who can hear a pin drop from 100 yards away, or Stacy Montgomery, who can breathe underwater. Michael Smith can use excess energy to make strawberries grow bigger, but really, it's specifically strawberries. And there's Lauren Henderson, who can run sat, run fast. I'm not talking super speed, but she would definitely be able to give Usain Ball a run for his money. Joni is a human lie detector, and there were even tales that old Charles could turn a light bulb on just by holding it. But he joined the circus out of pure boredom. Yeah, you've probably heard reports about stronger powers. I said that 1 in 25 people have an OT, but 1 in 200 people here will have a strong one. And even that at that, it might not even be something dangerous. Sarah Sherman is this generation's powerhouse. She has complete control over her telekinesis. You don't have to worry, though. We get that whole, with great power comes great responsibility thing. The people generally police themselves and make sure everyone obeys the law. But, of course, we still have to investigate possible OT-related crimes. People with OTs are treated just like everyone else, and that's because they are just like everyone else. Start discriminating, and that's how you run into problems. There are open groups for people with OTs, and these same people are still allowed to participate in society without any issue. It's not like we police these abilities and force everyone to register an OT, but we do keep track of what pops up here and there. Of course, registering is an option, and once an OT is out in the open, we have to do the paperwork to keep track. Things stay pretty peaceful, though. Like I said, the community works to take care of itself. Usually, OTs don't show up in animals, other than giving them colorful fur patterns and the likes. But every now and then, an animal control will have to step in to control and train a dog who has, like, supersonic barks or something. And that's my second part i liked that i like the idea of a supersonic bark i that's cute i really like the idea because like i was thinking so i clearly picked superhero world the one that we never actually recorded um oh yeah yes, that makes so sense. i clearly picked it but i just i liked the idea of doing 
a world where everybody has like well people have superpowers but like it's not your general superhero story like you don't yeah. have people shooting late it's not the x-men it's just a bunch of people who just happen to have like a extraordinary ability and that can be anywhere yeah, from I like that. super hearing to some guy could just make strawberries grow it just happens no i think that's a i think that's a good way of doing it i i am enjoying your world see very short and to the point i'm trying all right i tried i should have just you done ready? yours and just not wrote of what the world was about that's how i'll get back at you just do something different that's what you should have done is just completely not <laughs> just not follow the prompt and be like no it works I don't care, or but it works. just tell a story instead. That would have been the real pro. <laughs> just, just do what you did for Outlaw Alabama. Just tell a story, like, in a town. It'd be like, yeah, yeah. no. It's, it wasn't it's a in a town. It was in Outlaw Alabama, yeah, which is a... In a town in Alabama. That's what. It, that's all it was. It was not in a town in... Al- you were missing the point. My world for Outlaw Alabama was set in Outlaw Alabama, which is not a, like specific town it is set in the concept of an outlaw alabama okay cody your world sucked <laughs> anyways sorry your story sucked your world was fine this is from a lecture from a historian oh early our society was total chaos by the time question askers existed the rapid death of the rapid death of the gods mm. By the time, sorry, early question askers existed, the gods had rapidly died off. Nearly fully percent of them had already died. Sure, the zealots loved to talk about the possibility that gravity could be killed or something. But in truth, gravity was killed a long time ago and absorbed by one of the greater gods. A god dying does not mean that that thing just no longer exists, but rather that it has been subdued. So the origins of our society are much the same. At first, each of us had a part of the obfuscated one. But we managed to blend each other we managed to bend each other or kill each other and form greater and greater gods. It is fair to note that only Spuds and Drower are th- that Spuds and Drower are the only gods that were not originally formed by the collection of question askers. They are the gods who are only concerned with the flows of nature. But the other gods all find their origins in the early wars fought by the question askers. Stronger and better ideas killed off or subdued all of the others. Until now, we each live... Oh my god. Sorry. Do you ever just have a typo that you have to like yeah, work maybe out? Maybe if you like wrote these before the day before or oh the god. night day of, like you could have time to actually look over what you read. Oh, that's Until another now, way I'll when- parry to you <laughs> is I'll just write it the day of and just not read my phone at all. Just get it. It's like, so, uh, 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 uh you edit. Uh, I don't feel bad. Yeah, I'm Until- going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Until now, when all of us live in, a co- in our own continent under one God. But in the early days, this was not the case. The worst time was the era that we call the village gods. Oh, God. During this time, at most 100 people formed villages with a god among them. But here was the problem. At this time, certain physical laws did not apply everywhere. So, maybe there was gravity in one village, and in another village there wasn't. And everyone could fly. Or maybe it was hot or cold, or maybe animals were placid, or maybe they were not. 
We have accounts of floating villages crashing to the ground when one of when one god killed another. Stories of entire fields of crops dying, colors vanishing, and maybe the most tragic was when we lost magic. I know it is heretical now, but at a time there was a god of magic. Rasmodan was his name, and he was set to take over what has now become Gromgromler. But Twenty other gods formed a great council and decided to overthrow Rasmadan, for they feared he would grow too strong. But on that day, magic was not merely subdued by another god. It was killed altogether. That is the end of society history. Oh, it's cool. What was the second name? Rasmadan and who? Rasmadan and Gromgromler. What, did he watch Cats again and decide to come up with names from Cats? That, it that, sounds that like That one, cats. I, I wrote Grom, and then I was like, well, this is going to be a Rum Tum Tugger show. Yeah, it's, it's like, it sounds exactly like Cats. Grom Gromler, yeah. Grom Gromler, like, that's, you had to steal that from that freaking play. I kind, I didn't steal that, but I stole the rhythm. <laughs> it, it, it definitely shows. Okay, this is going on too long, going straight into it. Society history. You know, people always come around and try to figure out how this all happened. Where do these weird abilities come from? Well, short answer is, nothing was ever proven. But all we know is that back around 1920, a meteor hit one of the fields towards the center of what we now call downtown. The radiation of this meteor affected the land, and since then, people have been developing weird powers. Some of these were understated, like the ability to just understand all languages. They thought that kid was just some type of prodigy. Prodigy. But it turned out he had an OT. The first mainstream case of an OT was when a kid was born with completely green skin. They, of course, thought he was an alien. But then, in order to defend him, others with OTs came out in his defense. Kind of like an I'm Spartacus moment. Seeing as these types of people have been living in society without being menaces... The government swept it under the rug and made sure that the oddities became something that stayed in Lawrence. Years of negotiating went by and seeing how things are treated in Lawrence, the government decided to back out. There wasn't any sort of problem that couldn't be handled by the local police and if anything were to arise, the FBI would be waiting around the corner. All this time, we had things under control. Few incidents break out here and there. Like the case of the disappearing cows or the mystery or the mysterious colored lights, but we handled things when they came up. The community grew on the idea of taking care of each other. If you raise someone in fear and to be feared, then they can easily grow up to be a villain like in your comic books. But we base our, com- our lives on community. That's not to say there haven't been a few bad seeds, but those of OTs help maintain this peaceful way of living. There have been a few detectives with OTs that help investigate crimes, and then we stop things from going wild. It's a simple life, and isn't all as exciting as the outsiders make it out to be. And that's my society history. I, I like that. Yeah. I like the little nod to there being little super villains. Yeah, yeah. And you, I guess they're not so much super villains. As no, like, just people who do, like, any sort of crime. It's not, like, I'll get to it in my second part, but it's not like you have your villain who wants to, like, have a bunch of robots fight the Avengers on top of a floating island for no reason. Like, it's yeah. not like that. Because that's convoluted, sir. <laughs> All right. This is the last section. It's called Titans. 
And this That's is a, a cool, priest. See, Titus is just a cool word no, no matter what. It is. And this is a this is a priest of the new divine order. We worship those that we can see. We worship those that might kill us or save us from death. Our fathers grew soft and complacent. The old quizzicals spoke of chaos, but they lived in a time when the wars of gods were more metaphors than anything else. The storms grew quiet. The seasons grew quiet. The number of animals lessened. And we, the childrens of the ti- the children of the Titans, grew more homogenous. Ah, what simple times, when the Titans were merely killing lesser gods. But now, the original ten Titans of the continents and of the sea and of the air reign supreme, each in their domain. Then came the day of silence, when the whole world stilled. And then, with a shuddering, crashing break, the ten titans became powerful enough to again manifest on the material plane. Then the titans did fight. Listen now, children of titans. We are a part of them. When they manifest, we had to sacrifice life, land, and resources to their bodies. And as they fight... Uh, And as they fight, we go to war and try to kill the other children of the other titans. Do not fear death. Fear the loss of our titan, for we shall truly die as our god dies. All right. So here's what happens. Right. Originally, there was this one main divinity who made the world and then in trying to look at it at the same time, fractured itself. At this point in history, like current time. There are only ten gods left. All of the others have killed each other. (laughs) The fact that now... So, if infinite cosmic strength was contained in one thing, it is now each of these things is one-tenth of infinite cosmic strength. And that was enough for them to manifest as titans. So, they used to kind of be like a metaphor. Now they are physically in the world doing stuff. Like, not just watching over a herd of deer, they're, like, there. And when a titan manifests, what it literally does is draw its power from the continent that it is associated with, or the other two. Okay, so I can go through this. There are eight that are related to the eight continents in the world, right? Yeah. That's Barakos, Larger, Morlork, Voltanus, Gromgromler, we talked about him before, <laughs> I will say most of these names are something I would write except for Grom Gobbler. <laughs> Splorink. Except for that one as well. Zinerblocks, Zifsaf, and then the two that are not associated with continents okay, are the, Spuds and Traveler. The first half were like things I would write. The rest of that is just bullcrap. Uh Grom Gobbler is my favorite. That because it's cats. It's straight up from cats. Um so Spuds, well, actually Splork is another one that's debatable, but we'll get to him in a minute. So Spuds is the god of all air, like any Not atmosphere. Not the god of potatoes, are you kidding me? No, no, it's the god of all air. And Drowler is the god of all the water. So those two are not directly affiliated with who are now calling themselves the children of the Titans who were originally calling themselves question askers. And that is to imply that they are sentient, whereas all the other animals are not. Um, So the children of the Titan are what the question askers now call themselves. Now that the Titans have manifested. Um, 
so the other ones, Barakos is a god of a string of archipelagos that's in like a fairly tropic area. Largar is the god of a massive, like, forested area that's very Germanesque, you know, like Germanic, I guess you would say. So, you know, big, misty forests. Morklork is the god of a swampy marsh island that um, houses, like, alligators and those types of things. <laughs> alligators and those people. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Swamp people. <laughs> alligators and those people. Um, Vol- Voltanus is the god of a range of volcanic islands. So this is still a fairly shifting area as volcanoes form and erupt to create more land. Grom Gromler is, so that's the one that won out in the area where there was magic for a while. That's a range of mountains. Splorink is the one that's also kind of not necessarily affiliated with Children of Titans because Splorink is uh, the god of the frozen top of the planet. So powerful but does not have a lot of followers it's a they're a very reclusive god that does not typically get involved in big fights um and then the last two zyhor blocks and zifzaf that is a plains and a desert so those are the gods of those things anyways so when each of them form it requires them to literally destroy part of their continent to form their massive, huge, like, titanically large. I mean, big enough that they are comparable to the size of an island, bodies out of the land and the people and the animals that make up their domain, and then they fight each other at this point. So whenever there's a big grudge match between two gods, they don't always necessarily kill each other, but lots of people die because as their body is damaged... That means they have to absorb more from their continent to try to continue fighting each other. So at this stage in history, it's very much like uh, the la- the you know the latest Godzilla movie, yeah. where all the all the like big yeah. monsters are fighting. That's basically where they're at, and they're just waiting to see who wins out and becomes like the deity of everything. But right now, that's still in flux. You were truly bitter about Dragon World in the world where I made up a bunch of gods, because that's like straight up what you did is just made up a bunch of stuff. I mean, yeah, you said convoluted. I went convoluted. It's, this is very it's, confusing. Cody, it's good. I didn't say it was bad. I just like I was making fun because like you made fun of me in Dragon World, the God World, and then you just did that. I'm like, oh, it's kind of what you told me to do. I did. I, Cody, I'm not making fun of you. You did fine. You just seem angry. I'm always angry. Well, all right, that's fair. <laughs> that's a fair point. And then I laugh after because I'm not. I don't really care anymore so my last section is literally three paragraphs which like is i think one of the shortest sections actually the shortest section i've ever written so oh were you done by the way i just started talking yeah, I'm done. okay i'm i just done. started talking never asked but no i, no, I like good. what you did it's it's cool honestly despite you pretty much parodying like what i do for worlds i i did think that this is kind of something i would just end up writing so it was cool i hated the name grum gum grumbler and splork or what was the other one Splork. Splork was freaking all. I hate those names so much. Grum Grumler and Splork were two of my favorite God, names. You know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I liked it. It was cool. Um, man, it's so late. Okay, society current. Society works just like it would in every small town. Just every now and then, someone who can throw rainbows shows up. 
Sports limits the use of OTs during league play, but during intramurals, everything is up for grabs. There are always your small town issues like noise complaints or weird neighbors, nothing out of the ordinary. Crimes happen, but we as a community always jump on it to find justice. This town, with its oddities, is less of your Avengers and comic books and more like a Scooby-Doo world. We get more villains trying to scare people away from the fair so they can steal the award-winning pumpkin and not too many plots of taking over the world. Of course, there is always Crazy Carl, but his biggest issue is wanting to dominate the world through his ability to talk to birds. As sheriff, of course, I have to write a report every few months for the FBI check-in. They just want to make sure nothing gets out of control. But there is no need to worry. This is a small town with small problems. As a community, we stick together. There are tons of festivals and community events. The school is the host of many parades and other carnival days, and we get the circus to come into town every now and then. As a whole, it's an enjoyable place to live, oddities and all. But if you're looking for the next comic book story, I don't think you will really find that here. And that's the end of my world. I like it. No, I like that. That is me being as concise and short as possible. Not comp- I enjoyed like, that. I was trying not to be complicated, and I think I did fine. I still got to do things I like, like going into specifics, like with the different powers. I still got to do, uh, like, super... It was short, but it wasn't boring. And that's what I was afraid of when, like, I the day after I thought of this idea, I was like, I'm going to just end up making something super boring but I think I did something unique with it. So no, I, I, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. This is it. one where I would like someone, not me, cause I have way too convoluted ideas. I would like someone to write a story in it. So consider it next time we roll story worlds of your co-host. <laughs> <laughs> so pl- yeah, please consider it. Anyways, Cody, you roll I first. Will. So you get to roll. Oh my gosh. I get to roll. I'm yep, so excited. I should have mentioned this earlier so you could have the list up. Or you no, can just cool. roll and don't then tell me, it. and I can just tell you what it is. You know I don't like doing that. I know you I don't mean, like doing that. at this point, that, you know that. Yeah, I know. You know is right a story like your co-host world still up there? Oh, I don't think it is anymore. Crap. Well, you can put you can put it back on there. You know, I have to get to it still, okay. so you got a minute. So, I'm going to take out Steampunk World, because I really don't care about that. Oh, Steampunk okay, World's fine. Okay, fine. I'll take out God Loves You World, because I also don't care about that. Uh here, we'll do, instead of redo a previous topic, we'll do right. Okay, well, Jordan, why is Super Convoluted World still Oh, okay, on the never list? mind. Well, I'll just take that one out. Sorry. Cool, so I rolled 15. Write a story Are in you your serious? co-host world. Are you? Yeah. Okay. That's why I noticed that it was still on the list. Oh, okay, so I guess, Cody, can you, you don't have to, but if you want to, you can totally go for that world I just did. <laughs> Oh crap! I don't know what I want to write. A, oh my! I could just write a T. I could just write a T Rex F story. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh, that'd be so good. I would. Re- I would listen to that story. Yeah, of course you would. Now I have to think of. A, I have to remember what your worlds. Were. <laughs> See, the last time we did this was a time when like we were only at forty, so there wasn't like seventy other worlds that you did. Yeah. Now there's yeah, like what it, like at least lot. there's at least sixty other worlds that you've done. So that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it's a lot of worlds. That is a lot of worlds. I'm just gonna have to end up listening to an episode. I could just do the breath again, just follow up my story on the breath, <laughs> just cheat. 
The breath part two, the more, I mean, that means I get to listen to an episode and also we have a, okay. So first of all, what's going to be happening is next week. I'm going to start releasing the episodes because we're just going to buckle down and do it. So my idea of it was to run a campaign in one of my worlds. I'm nervous about it. Cody thinks I have no reason to be nervous about it because your first DMing is always bad is kind of what he's doing. He's just got to rip off the bad day. But I'm running a campaign in one of my worlds, which is the supernatural world from, I think, episode 43 or 46 with Holden Alexi, where it was the world where um, pretty much monsters exist and they have driven humans out of the land and the humans are trying to reclaim their land. So you're playing as one of the reclaiming humans trying to um, go and kill the witch who cursed the world. And that's like, that's the basis of the idea. But as if you've listened to the episode, things get a little bit more complicated than that. Personally, I know Cody's going to do his, Oh, everything's fine. I think it's, I went way too convoluted for the first run and I'm extremely nervous about it. And I just want someone to tell me that everything's going to be okay. And no one's How doing How many that. <laughs> times have I told you that everything is going to well, be okay? Well, you can tell me that you don't hate what I've done so far. That's what I want to hear from you. Oh, I don't hate what you've done okay. so far. Oh, that's fine. Oh, but yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I'm nervous because I'm like, I'm just putting it all out there and doing a campaign for people to run through. And the biggest fear of I guess for any DM really is that people are not going to like what you wrote. I don't think especially being nervous. Well, I guess the biggest thing for me right now is because we are going for a short, just a handful. So I do have to cover a lot of ground story wise to get to where I want it. And I didn't realize I would be covering so much ground when I came up with the idea and started writing it. And now that I have, it's like this second, cause we're going to be recording the second episode soon. This second episode is going to have a lot happen in a short amount of time because we're going for hour long episodes. And that's just like what makes me really nervous about it, that it's going to be like, go, 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 go. And y'all aren't going to be able to follow the go, go, go the whole time. I think you're going to be all right. And you're going to be fine. I'll, I'll get over it. Like you said, part of the issue is that we've been having such a long period of time between the episodes and i have a lot of time to second guess myself and that's so that's why the episodes haven't been uploading like part of it is like both of us have been busy the other part is recording this campaign so we're only two episodes into it so i'll start releasing them to kind of start filling in the gaps of stuff we've missed but we're gonna start hammering that out in the next few weeks so hopefully that will all be released soon and i'm still nervous but saying it out loud kind of makes me feel better all right, um, so, yeah, that's pretty much, that's what's going to be going on, and that's why the episodes have been lagging, because we're busy, and um, we've just been working on this other thing, because I want it to be special, but, you know, sometimes you just got to rip off the band-aid and just go for it, as my father Cody says. Almost said your last name there, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oops. All right, anyways, Cody, what do you got for us? Plugs. Uh- <laughs> You can find me on the Wandering Gamer Network on YouTube, podcasts, and I don't know. That's oh, it. I will s- Oh, and Twitch. Yeah, you need to. So I will say I have been really enjoying the streams. Like, I get on when, like, I can. And ha- this week I happen to be sick, so I've been on every night. Um, <laughs> but I will say they are good. I say you guys should go for more Twitch. I mean, I, you can do what you want. But I like the... In- me personally, as a watcher of these Let's Plays like things, I appreciate more of the interactive part of like being able to text and talk to you guys while you're playing. But if that's not what you're going for, whatever. But I, I do really appreciate your streams, is what I'm trying to say. Well, I'm glad that you have enjoyed them. 
the there you can watch the episode where Cody solved the riddle for 25 minutes. I don't know when that's coming out. You'll just have to keep me informed. Probably in like three months. Oh, wow. You had that much of a backlog. Okay. Yeah, we backlog. Yeah, well, here, just let, if you remember, let me know because I will retweet that because it is really funny to me. I was just the whole time going crazy, pulling out my hair. It's like, you were so close. You just forgot sports was a profession. Oh, oh yeah. By the way, the answer to it, now that you've got to the end of the episode, the answer is the man of the mask was the catcher. The whole situation was baseball. He was running home from um, third base. Cody didn't remember that playing baseball was a profession. (laughs) He guessed all around. He's like, wait, what makes more money than this? It's like, this can't be a thing. It's like, Cody, it's right there. It's right in front of you. It was. If Caitlin stopped answering yes or no questions, it just started like giving you big hits. Yeah, it just started trying to get me to get the answer. Yeah, it, yeah. it was bad. Anyway, sorry, this is going on too long. Um, so you can catch me at something I guess zero zero at. Yeah, that's it. Something I guess zero zero at twitch.tv. Um, I stream sometimes, and I'll be writing more stuff and trying to put myself out there and really getting breaking out of my shell. I'm going to be the Diane of this world. And just really break out of my shell because after having pretty much a mental breakdown on this show about my uh, campaign, I think I should just go for it. So anyways, we'll catch you later. Thank you for listening and catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.